With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, welcome back to the Cream Spot. I'm one of your co-hosts, the delicious Nicolicious. I'm here with my uh, very nice-looking friend. Oh, that's sweet. Rob Dog, hey guys, how's it going? I just want to get one thing off my chest real quick, Rob Dog. Please tell me it's your titties. Uh, nope, these oh. are not coming off. Damn. You listen to this show and you jerk off to anime. <laughs> I've said it before. Yeah. And I want to say it again to make it clear. We don't want you listening to this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> All fucking four of you can take your shit and get out because we don't need you here. Isn't that right, Rob? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how people do it, Rob. I really don't know how they do I it. I don't either, man. Only thing about it is you can have the fucking ideal ideal anatomy, though. Yes, if you like watching Marge Simpson fuck Peter Griffin, I guess that's kind of that's kind of like along the same thing, right? Yeah. What is this, summer penile syndrome? Get yep. rid of this real quick. we got to get rid of that. <laughs> yeah, please get rid of that. <laughs> All right, let's say thank you to our new patrons this week. Speaking of patrons, we launched about $7,000 worth of stickers in the mail this week, so your stickers should be coming. First off, David Garcia. Thank you, David, for your Patreon pledge. Uh, Lori Lingafelt, thank you. That's a fancy name. It is. Steve Dick Hunter. Stevie, I'm um, sorry, Stevie Dick, Steve... Stevie Hunter. I don't I misread that as not Stevie Dick Hunter. Stevie Hunter, thank you for your Patreon pledge. Jonathan Gritzman, thank you. Do you get the grits or do you tell them to hold the grits at Waffle House? Oh, they can fuck off with the grits. Whoa. You never try it with some butter and some Hell, sugar on there? I don't like it. You don't you don't even know until you try. I tried it, the first time. Nah, it makes me feel poor. I was working um private security and then you get a free meal at the end of the night and the yeah. fat lady um, I don't. It might have been. I think it might have been a guy. Actually, I'm not sure yeah. what it was. But they offered to prepare my grits, and I said, "Go ahead and do it." Ugh. Who fucking cares? I'm not a fan of they grits. Were pretty good. Eric, that's with one K. Michaels, as in AKA Heartbreak Kid. Eric Michaels. All right. Yeah. Christopher Baker, thank you. And the old steady Sam Farrell, as in a feral cat, as are the ones that are hard to fuck because they won't hold still. Sam, thank you so much for your Patreon <laughs> pledge. We're so happy to have you here, brother. Tim Baldwin, thank you very much, Timmy. And this last one, he sent a very detailed message on how to pronounce his last name. We will still probably still fuck it up. Brett Stefanoff. Brett 
you and um, Heartbreak Kid Eric Michaels should get together <laughs> and do a match there. Figure it out. Greatest match of all time. I see what you did there. If you'd like to join us on Patreon, go to patreon.com back to uh, one of the slashes. Brohio Podcast. Okay. So this week, I don't have an article. Okay, cool. But I did find some serious paranormal beef going on in the paranormal community. Sweet. Which I think is a lot of fun. But before we get there, one thing Rob and I always like to do is uh, to make it clear that we don't fucking care. But no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hold on a second. We, last week, what did we do? Uh, free Britney, right? Yeah. And I was saying, like, we're going to get some bad reviews. There's going to be some people that are finding us for the first time. Mm-hmm. We got one that says... This is from Cajun Tech. Cajun Tech says, complete garbage. I can't find even one nice thing to say about this show. But then we got a five star. This is my favorite. This is from Big Dick McGillicuddy. That's a lot of eggplants there. It says, this podcast makes my jeans tighter because I get a huge bone cone. <laughs> bone cone. <laughs> if your dick shaped like a cone, man, I feel bad for you. <laughs> we got a lot of reviews this week. That's good. Mostly good. Disgusting. Let's make <laughs> let's make light of rape culture. That's going to make us cool. One of my favorite pods said, you're cool. They're wrong. Grow up. Huh. I didn't know we've ever done that, but it's okay. I don't remember it. We probably have, but just know that we're not serious about anything we say. No. Oh, God. I try my fucking goddamn just to be a good Christian man on this <laughs> podcast, and people want to go and take words out of my mouth. Fuck it up. I don't fucking care anymore, Rob. I don't either. And another cool thing we like to do on this podcast is sometimes we find shit videos on the internet. And, um, for instance, a few months back, we had a video where an oh, for a fellow farted, and it was the most disgusting fart that man has ever made in mm-hmm. the entire world. But this week, all the rage, I remember a couple months ago, I even did it to one of my kids. You would go to the toilet, you would tell them... Oh, yeah. That you shit yourself. You need toilet paper. And the kids would bring you toilet paper. And then as an adult, as a parent, you're supposed to, when you reach for the toilet paper, you're supposed to take Nutella and smear it all over their arm, making them believe they've been pooped on. They've had shit smeared on them. Right. I did it to my daughter, Paisley. She was outraged. She <laughs> cried. She said, why? She's only three. She's just like, fucking why? Tell me why did this happen? It's poop. She went, daddy. <laughs> she was so mad. But this one's a little bit of a flip of the script here. This comes by way of Tic Tac. I think that's what they call it. Mm-hmm. This is the one that Trump's getting rid of. Yeah. Yep. This is about a five-year-old boy with, he's got brown curly hair, just cute, a cute little boy sitting on the toilet. Just got done taking him a big old creamy shit. He calls for his grandpa. <laughs> he calls for what it looks like probably a 75 to 80 year old grandpa yeah, he's, to he's, bring him toilet paper. Such a good guy. And when the kid, when the grandpa comes into the bathroom, he starts, he's like, what you need, Christian? I think the boy's name's Christian. Yeah. So what you need, Christian? And this dad reminds me of the dad from uh, Friday when he's sitting down shit. And he's like, yeah. you going to smell my toilet, your shit for 18 years. You come here and smell my shit. So he starts tearing off the boys some toilet paper, and uh, we'll let them take it from there. Christian, I think is his name, he needs uh, some toilet paper, and Grandpa's helping him out. You know, Butch had come to the rescue, didn't you? Don't feel good. You don't feel good? Here, I get that. What the fuck is it? Christian, 
Is that shit? <laughs> huh? Yeah. Oh, god damn, Kristen! <laughs> he says, that shit? Damn! Damn! <laughs> He's laughing. The fuck? <laughs> Kristen, this really shit. Yes. I'm scared. Oh, God damn, I'm scared to smell it. Just smell it. I don't want to smell it. <laughs> That's so oh, good. Oh, dude, he's a... Oh, damn. <laughs> he was letting go. Little boy fucking let him have it right there. That's awesome. Where's my grandpa was still alive so I could shit on him. <laughs> my grandfather would, un- my dad tells me that all the time. He said, your grandpa would fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> he would not like you. He would not think you're funny at all. No, oh, man. Yeah, what a fucking jerk then. Fucking God. <laughs> all right. So this week, like I said, there was some paranormal back and forth going online. I follow a lot of weird people on Facebook which really pays dividends sometimes. And this one did. I caught it before it was deleted. So one person on the show that we're not particularly fond of, we think is kind of a hokey dickhead, is Zach Nutsack Baggins. He's, uh, if you've never heard of him, he's from the Ghost Adventures Online. Filthy fucking rich. He gets paid. He gets to go all kinds of TV shows. He gets all kinds of advertising, all kinds of cool stuff like that. Because he makes up ghost stuff (laughs) and then when you have a person that makes up ghost stuff meet a person who makes up ghost stuff then inevitably they're going to get into a little bit of a pissing contest one of our favorite episodes we've ever done here is our ed and lorraine warren episode Mm -hmm. and we talked uh we talked a lot about annabelle and in this instance tony tony spira pull my yarn (laughs) yeah pull my yarn (laughs) tony spira he's the head of what's he the head of Tony Spirit, he is the owner of Annabelle. He's the oh, rightful okay. gotcha. owner of the real doll Annabelle. Some of you think of the Annabelle you see in the movies, which that's who this Annabelle is based off yeah. of. But in real life... Just a shitty old raggedy Ann. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. That's all it is. And he is the... Tony Spirit is the rightful owner. But I thought, I think he might also be the head of whatever paranormal society Ed and Lorraine Warren left behind uh-huh. in, in New England. Okay. In Boston. So he says, in reference to ghost adventures, we like drama. Mm-hmm. Me and Rob are just big, huge shit stirs. We Hell like yeah. watching the pot bubble and overflow. Love so, it. Tony Spira, the owner of Annabelle, says, I wanted to give you my take on the ghost adventures episode that aired last night, July 30th, 2020, with a look back at the Annabelle episode. Apparently they didn't. I don't watch the show because I Me think neither. it's fucking stupid. Yeah. Remember one thing. Zach and his crew are doing the show, Ghost Adventures, for money. They need to seek out high ratings to continue to keep the show on the air. They may have started out years ago with good intentions, but now, sadly, they are just performers acting out their parts. I brought the doll to the museum in good faith. So what the? I think what the episode was is they had... Tony Spira bring Annabelle across country on a plane to Zach Baggins Museum. And he fucked it. And well, pretty much they picked it up and they're you know, trying to piss it off and stuff, you know. Yeah. 
They're trying to piss off this doll. I brought the doll to the museum in good faith and with the very specific understanding that the doll would never be touched by anyone other than yours truly. <laughs> fucking holding it under the arm, shaking the shit out of it. <laughs> I love it. And that the doll would never leave my sight. That's why I even demanded a first class plane oh ticket for Annabelle who sat next to me in her case on the flight. That was a humble brag there. It's just him saying, I got first class. The doll better get first class, too. Exactly. The one thing Zach left out of his little diatribe about how the young man on the motorcycle didn't even touch the doll, because that's the myth that goes along with Annabelle. That's the the mystique and the aura around her. There was a a guy on a motorcycle that taunted her. Annabelle, you got a stinky-ass pussy for a raggedy (laughs) Ann doll. And he rode up out of that motherfucker, and he died in the street just right. a few blocks down the road. So like, oh, my God, Annabelle's killing people. Oh, good God. Got yarn stuck in the spokes of his motorcycle, <laughs> and he went down hard. He died. He hit his head. His fucking nuggets spilled out all over the road. So that's kind of the mystique they've made. They're, they've got this niche with Annabelle, and they've made all this money off of her over the years because some guy died right after he went to his went to her case and said, I'm going to fuck you, or whatever he said to it. It yeah, says it could have been that he was driving like a fucking idiot. Yeah. He's probably drunk. He's taunting a fucking inanimate <laughs> Yelling object. Yelling at a doll. Yeah. <laughs> probably slosh drunk. <laughs> so that's how they've made money with Annabelle over all these years, because she's done all this shit. So he's saying, Zach said the young man on the motorcycle didn't even touch the doll, because the doll has a sign on it that says positively no one touch right. ever or something like that. Yeah. So why isn't Tony concerned that I am so close, is what he said during the uh, Ghost Adventures. Well, first, I was concerned that he was getting too close. Second, the young man on the motorcycle challenged Annabelle to do its worst. That's what the guy on the Hmm. motorcycle did. He's like, I challenge you to do your worst. That's what he did to Annabelle. I remember that now. He said, if that doll can do anything to me, do it to me right now. This was a challenge to the demonic. And the evil within the doll doesn't have to listen to a human. It can do its worst at any time, an hour, a week, a year later. And it did. Zach has no idea what he is doing. Not in the paranormal sense anyway. My mistake was believing the producers when they promised me that I would show ultimate respect for the doll's evil nature and would be professional in every way. It was a mistake to bring the doll. I will own that. That's why when the following year they asked me to bring the doll to Zach's museum, yet again, I declined. I will never bring the doll to another TV show. The producers and cast of these shows really do not know the dangers associated with Annabelle. I do. Our team at NESPR, which is North uh, New England something paranormal research, are the real professionals. We use the ultimate knowledge. I thought I said ultimate nachos. I get excited. (laughs) Oh, man. Power to fight evil. (laughs) Ultimate nachos. I want some. (laughs) And that knowledge and power comes from God Almighty, our creator. And from the teachings and mentoring of the most knowledgeable humans on earth with respect to the supernatural and pre-natural. That's when you jerk off before you die. (laughs) Pre-natural. Ed and Lorraine Warren. Ed has more knowledge of the paranormal in his pinky finger than that Zach Baggins and his entire crew has. Not anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not angry with Zach, but I am concerned for him by challenging and treating the pre-natural. Is that right? Pre-natural. 
preternatural? What uh, fucking kind of word is that? Realm is sort of a game, a way to make ratings. It's a dangerous thing indeed. Kind of like Russian roulette. Ooh. Why take the chance? Tony Spira, director, NESPR. So then okay. we have a near dead <laughs> Facebook from Zach Baggins that has not been updated since 2013. It's, like it's got the blue check mark. Tom from MySpace. Yeah, it's been updated. <laughs> and uh, Zach had a rebuttal. He said, I'm fed up with the nasty things. <laughs> I just want to really get in tune with the character, Rob. Okay. I'm fed up with the nasty things <sighs> this man is saying about myself, my entire crew, and our show. Just FYI, I don't get into social media conflicts, <laughs> since the reason is Facebook hasn't been fucking done anything since 2013. I don't get into social media conflicts often, but I am not a fan. I am not a fan of Tony Spira, Annabelle's current owner. He said very nasty things about me and my crew after our original episode for no reason and continues to do so after last night's screaming room. Screaming room, I like that. If his claims of Annabelle being purely evil slash demonic and had the power to cause a guy's fatal motorcycle accident just for talking to her from the outside, wait, talking to her from outside her protected case, then why would he even take her out of her protective sealed case that Ed and Lorraine Warren put a sign on that reads, Warning, positively do not open. Then cram her into... This guy has really poor fucking punctuation. Yeah, there's no periods at all on what this. What a fucking retard. <laughs> then cram her into a small plastic briefcase and use oven mitts to carry her around my museum. Because that ass is hot, boy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sometimes I get her mixed up with my hot pockets. So it's just safer to put the oven mitts on in case I accidentally grab the hot pockets instead I grab the doll by the butt. Because that's really the only way she moves around without hurting nobody. You got to grab her by the butt. She kind of got a floppy waist. But if you grab her by the butt, she won't hurt you. She's a nasty bitch, honestly. I think that's what Tony Spears sounds like. I think so, yeah. Then cram her in a small plastic briefcase and use oven mitts to carry around my museum, putting her in a high chair. (laughs) (laughs) Feeding her baby food and shit. Uh, Oh, wait. For a large amount of money, he was quick to collect after he stormed off set. I wonder how Ed and Lorraine Warren would feel how you took Annabelle out of her case. They never said for a big check, did they? Stop being a hypocrite, Tony. Zach Baggins is an illiterate fuck after reading his <laughs> post here. Tony questions and slams our knowledge of the paranormal, but he thinks this doll's demon will behave because he's wearing oven mitts to hold her, and we are safe if we only don't touch her. But can we can be inches from her slash investigating her. The fuck? I was clearly being affected by something during our investigation with Annabelle. He's affected every fucking time something happens. Uh, He needs to get his prostate checked. (laughs) And we documented incredible evidence with Tony watching live. But Tony never cared about any of that or understood that I was being affected. Before Tony took Annabelle out of his briefcase, I wasn't feeling so well. I asked Tony if this could be because Annabelle was there. He told me I was being affected by Annabelle. That's a warning. Annabelle doesn't want us to show her. That's a forerunner, he said. What <laughs> <laughs> the fucking oven mitts? <laughs> then when I did subconsciously touch her foot, I explained to Tony I didn't recall doing that, which I didn't. I even apologized. We even captured grab foot on our live EVP device. 
which was pretty compelling. Remember, he told me Annabelle was affecting me, so why wouldn't he understand that and offer me concern or help in that situation? And as the keeper of that doll, he shouldn't have attacked me, but been more sympathetic to the situation and offered to help cleanse me with his holy water. <laughs> now, remember, Tony told me I was being affected by the, quote, forerunner, Annabelle's power, before the investigation even started. But he did nothing. He didn't even use his holy water to help. Nothing. It's all hate. Negative posts really fucked me. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, almost his negative posts really fueled by me subconsciously touching his doll's foot did i damage <laughs> the doll no dude does tony care about my well-being hell no this is just something he could use to get his money and get back home which he did in a hurry just asked for his check and here's the best part he took off his rosary as soon as he was handed his big check and he left my museum why would he do that, dude? Hmm. <laughs> if Annabelle just had this power to affect me before even taking her out of the fucking briefcase, wouldn't Tony want to stay protected as well to this demon-possessed doll that he was using oven mitts to carry? This goes on. I just love the oven mitts. That's like the best part. <laughs> There's three more paragraphs. <laughs> Maybe he has a deal with the devil. I don't know. Tony wrote, I brought this doll to his museum in good faith. Really, Tony? We didn't pay you fucking thousands for you as you demanded? Laughable. Sounds like a quick money grab. Get in and get out. You didn't like us before you even arrived. That was obvious how your nasty attitude was to all of us on and off camera. Not a nice guy at all. Would not recommend. <laughs> Tony said the young man who died on the motorcycle, quote, challenged Annabelle to do its worst. Here's what Tony quoted the man said as the worst. If that doll can do anything, do it to me right now. Tony, as you agreed to let us do this investigation, not in good faith, as you wrongly stated, but for thousands of dollars, wouldn't you assume our investigation we'd also be telling Annabelle to do something for evidence? Wouldn't that also put us in fatal risk? But was the check you collected more important? Tony also demanded first-class airline tickets only for he and Annabelle. I'm sure Annabelle would have been extra demonic if she had to fly coach. <laughs> he demanded a first-class air ticket for a demon laughing my ass off. <laughs> and you want to disrespect my entire Ghost Adventures crew by saying Ed had more knowledge on his pinky than my whole crew does? You were a hater of me and my crew before you even arrived that day to my museum. Everyone stated how bad your condescending attitude was the moment you arrived. And it's not all about the money for us. So says the man who owns the, mo the money-making Hollywood doll who demanded first-class airfare and thousands of dollars. This is our life. So dramatic. God, dude. That's spicy. I like it. What we need to do is get these two huckle fuckers together. Mm -hmm. Let them fucking beat their wieners in each other's butts. Kiss with and, oven mitts on. Kiss and make Yeah, well, definitely with oven mitts. Yeah. But they have to make this coitus over Annabelle's body because that's the only way to rid her Hell yeah. of the pure evil and demonic <laughs> energy coming from underneath this doll's dress. Because that's where some people get confused. All of this Hate and negative energy is coming from underneath her crotch. Here in my home, we call it a grundle. We've recently started using that word grundle, grundle. instead of crotch or mm -hmm. taint. I feel like grundle is right there with 
moist as far as words that people don't like. So I'm going to start using grundle a lot more. Okay. If you're into it, I'm into it. Kind of sounds Christmassy to me. Yeah. Grundle. So what do you think about this beef going on between the... Uh, I think it's fun. People? I like it. <laughs> it's definitely fun, isn't it? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's so stupid. It's, then why did she at... <laughs> she's going to be extra demonic if she flew in coach. <laughs> Dude. That's, that's a good line. I'm not going to lie. Oh, my God. Imagine her just being next to some like snotty nose little kid. <laughs> Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. So this episode, we're going to be covering electronic voice phenomenon, which if you've never experienced it before. Evips. It's called in the paranormal world, sticking with our paranormal theme for this episode, which we haven't done a good paranormal themed episode in a while. Ever. <laughs> Never. <laughs> I like that. It's perfect. You've, you guys have like I like you guys, but you've seriously never done a good episode. <laughs> That's why I don't listen. Because <laughs> I think you fucking suck. Yep. So this, uh, like I said, going in, staying loosely with the paranormal theme we have for this episode, we're doing EVP. So yeah. when when ghost hunters go out in the field, much like our dude Zach Nutsack Baggins. <laughs> They take different devices that record sound. Mm -hmm. They'll play the sound back. <clears throat> they'll lay down a, you know, they'll take a sound recorder and they'll lay it down in a morgue, wherever they're at that that for that investigation. And then they'll just record sound, just ambient sounds, whatever sounds are coming from the room. And then they'll play it back and they'll do some audio and put some some gates on. I don't know what all they do to it. They kind of strip it down really zoom in on this audio and they listen for little nuances that can be heard not to the naked ear when you're there in the when you're there in the room and some say that ghosts paranormal entities will manifest on these recordings and you can hear them talking shit during these some of it's pretty far fetched yeah but some of it's not. Some of it's pretty creepy. And in this uh, episode, we're going to have a lot more creepy EVPs than we are anything else. Hell yeah. Uh, where we, uh, so we covered the beef between the two paranormal little dick guys. <laughs> so famous inventor Thomas Edison believed that one day we as humans would have the capability to communicate with the dead through a telephone type machine. 
He was uh, quoted as saying, if our personality survives, then it is strictly logical or scientific to assume that it retains memory, intellect, other faculties, and knowledge that we acquire on this earth. Therefore, if we can evolve an instrument so delicate as to be affected by our personality as it survives in the next life, such as an instrument when made available, ought to record something. So it was his belief that much like I would say pretty close present day, Mm -hmm. I think eventually we're going to be able to train computers to completely take on our persona. Oh, yeah. Our character, answer questions the way they're already learning all of our habits. Before I wake up and I look at my Google thing and it's like your work, your commute is going to be, you know, 100,000 minutes and you're going to, it's going to be this today. And then it lays out my entire day of stuff that I didn't even tell Google that I was going to fucking do, man. Yeah. Every single, every single week, every Monday night, right around this time before I come over here, my Google maps will automatically pop up and say so many minutes to, and then have your street name. Wow. Cause it already knows I'm. The routine. It already knows we're gay. It already knows we're gonna play. Sorry, that's what I meant to say. Gay for uh gay for gay for pay? Yeah. That was that where you fuck another guy for money? Uh-huh. Okay. I Not that it. I know. <laughs> In nineteen forty nine, Marcella Bocci? Yeah. Becky Bocci of Italy began recording recording voices with an old tube radio. People would come to Bocci's I was just thinking he was going to say old tube. He <laughs> old has, turd. He has a big-ass tube he just yells into. <laughs> ah! People would come to Bocci's home to talk with their departed relatives. A few years later, two Italian priests named Father Arnetti and Father Gemelli were trying to record. This sounds like really delicious pizzas. It really does. We're trying to record a Gregorian chant on their magnetophone, but Ooh. the machine kept breaking. Exasperated. Father Gemelli looked up and asked his father to help. To his surprise, his dead father's voice answered from the magnetophone and said, Of course I shall help you. I'm always with you. (laughs) What a fucking powerful moment that would have been. As a Swedish operator, I'm sorry, Swedish opera singer, painter, and film producer, Frederick, or Frederick, Jurgensen was the original pioneer of electric voice phenomena. I love these names. One day in 1959, he was recording birds singing in the forest. When he played the tape back, he heard a female voice say, Frederick, you are being watched. Friedel, my little Friedel, can you hear me? It was the voice. (laughs) I think that was his nickname was Friedel. Okay. It was the voice of his dead mother. Oh, my gosh. Frida. <laughs> Frida. <laughs> That's what, like, when I hear people talk and they say, you know, I hope whoever comes back and talks to me after they're gone and tells me they're okay. Well, usually when you think of dead people that are, like, zombified and mm-hmm. all fucked up and shit, so when they come back, they're going to be scary. Right. You're not going to want that shit, man. Yeah, they could be really pissed off. It may suck. Like We, we all automatically assume <laughs> that if there is an afterlife, that all of our relatives are up there. Yeah. There's a fair amount of them that are probably down there, too. Definitely a lot of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think I would probably rather party down there, honestly. <laughs> Just imagine like you're sitting there and it's like, it's fucking hot! <laughs> Help! <laughs> 
You're not going to believe what they got the AC set at down here, Nicky boy. It's hotter than two mice fucking in a wool sock. So good. Oh, Jesus. He wrote um, Friedel, or Frederick Jurgensen. He wrote some books titled Voices from the Universe and Radio Contact with the Dead. A Latvia psychologist named Konstantin Radiv heard... Uh, what? He he was he heard about the findings of Friedel, and he was a skeptic, but he decided to try it himself. Okay, he heard voices from his dead mother as well. Okay, and that was kind of the infancy, the I guess the the true pioneers of EVP there. In 1982, the American Association of Electronic Voice Phenomenon (AAEVP), which sounds like some kind of insurance for people to shit in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I don't have her name written down here. The, the, the woman that started this, she claims to have, uh, communicated with thousands of ghosts as well as aliens that she's commuted, communicated with via EVP. What if I ruin the bag? It's okay. I got AAEVP insurance. <laughs> Are you tired of using used catheters? <laughs> Just shit in this bag. We got you covered. I think he Wilford Brimley died this. <laughs> he this did, yeah. yeah, yeah. Heard tires and diabetes. He lived pretty good for yeah. all the shit he had wrong with him when he was making commercials in the nineties. <laughs> he lived this long. Yeah, that's pretty good. Hunter said he's the new king of diabetes now. Yeah. <laughs> Hunter Thornton, our friend over at Murder and Such, he has diabetes, and that is a really time to that's a really fun time to have sex with him when he's having one of those <laughs> episodes where he doesn't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah, you can really get into it, and he just. <laughs> Doesn't. Got nice ear holes too. You got the stretched out ones. He does, yeah. You can fit lots of cool stuff in there. <laughs> he's and the thing about that, he runs a really organized, tasteful podcast, and he's not going to be able to do a rebuttal because he can't. Like, he can't say anything <laughs> can't, back. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to lay there and take it like he did the other night. So, but I think the the EVP thing with the aliens would be pretty fucking cool. I don't Hell hear yeah. much about that anymore. No, and I. All these EVPs I was looking up, I couldn't find anything where they're like, dude. Well, shit, I mean, we're just. We haven't. Have have we mentioned about the whole fucking CIA thing? Them finally admitting, like last week. A little bit. We talked to what's his dick about it. Yeah. um, I've been thinking about that like all week. Like, man, they finally fucking admitted that there's. Crafts from out of this world that they've recovered. I haven't even read about that. Yeah. I haven't read about that at all. Crazy. Uh, we're that's getting, from the CIA, declassified, man. We're getting bombarded with fucking information from all different angles right now. Man, this is the this is the time for them to release that shit because as hard as the media is pushing coronavirus, they can hide this shit so easily. I guess, but, but yeah, like you're saying, there's coronavirus, and now there's recovered spacecrafts, there's all the stuff with... The j- pedophilia stuff. Gislaine... And you want to talk about someone that could probably handle a lot of dicks. Her, <laughs> with a first name like Jizz, she could definitely do whatever she needed to do. Yeah, fucking Tom Hanks jumping ship. He, Tom he's Hanks. He's gone. Bill Clinton. Yeah. Is, um, he's doomed, dude. And that's the only reason we're not seeing Hillary Clinton 2.0 right now for yeah. this. All, I, all the late night hosts and TV show host people are gone. Yeah, it's so crazy. And I, you know... <sighs> Me and you are much of the same. We just don't you kind of mind your own fucking business. Right. And I'm not very much 
of any political leaning, but I think Joe Biden is the absolute worst candidate they could have ran out there. Yeah. Kamala Harris, uh, what's the Yang, the Yang guy, they could have literally put anyone up there aside from him and absolutely... Bernie Sanders. They could have annihilated. They've buried Donald Bernie, Trump. though. So I mean, oh. poor guy. Yeah, but uh, here we are. But uh, Rob, won't you tell him what an EVP is? Sure. Electronic voice phenomena, more commonly known as EVP. It's a uh, mysterious event in which human-sounding voices from an unknown source can be heard on recorded data from audio tape, radio station noise, or other electronic media. EVPs have been captured on audio tape more than any other media, but the mysterious voices aren't present at the time of the recording. It's only when the tape is played back, sometimes with the application of amplification and noise filtering, that the voices can be heard. Uh, One fascinating aspect of the EVP is that the voices sometimes respond directly to the people making the recording. That's the money right there, Yes, it is. So, for example, uh, the researchers will ask a question, and the voice will answer or comment. And again, this response isn't heard until they actually play the tape back and listen to it, and they can hear the response then. Um, EVP recordings vary by gender, age, uh, tone, emotion, and even language. Some are easily heard and understood, or more others understood than others. Most EVPs consist of single words, phrases, or short sentences, although sometimes they are made up of grunts, groans, growling, <laughs> or other vocal expressions. That's why I can't record myself having sex, because that's all you hear. <laughs> I did this really cool thing the other night where we were, me and my wife were about to engage in coitus, and I remained silent like a ninja assassin the entire time, <laughs> even during my violent thrusts, mm-hmm. and she didn't like it. It wasn't, it wasn't okay. working for her. Okay. Well. I just stared like the Iceman right through her. <laughs> didn't work. Eyes all open up wide and everything. <laughs> I've got a dick like Frosty the Snowman to begin with, so it worked out. Okay. The, uh... Let me see. Did I read? No. The quality of EVP also varies. Some are difficult to distinguish with meanings that are open to interpretation. Some EVP, however, are quite clear and easy to understand. EVP often has an electronic or mechanical character to it, although sometimes it can be very natural sounding as well. So it begs the question, how do these EVPs happen? So a lot of people believe that Excuse me. Was that a vomit or a sneeze? Okay, <laughs> that was a sneeze. sneeze. I was held it in, trying to be polite. <laughs> Some people believe that the when you're trapped in purgatory or the in-between or the spot that's in-between here and being gone forever, and that's one thing that we cannot prove is if that spot, if there is a spot that is between here and wherever we're gone when we're mm-hmm. done, and if you finally get from through that spot, then you're... Release to Valhalla or wherever the fuck you're you're going wherever yeah. you're dead. Yeah. But they say that the people kind of trapped in the in-between can use their energy to manipulate sound into the form that resembles the spoken voice. Uh, voices are rarely heard during recording. Only during playback are the voices heard. They may not that I'm sorry, they may be so soft that they can barely be heard or so distorted that they must be listened to over and over again to determine their meaning. And that's one thing I don't like about going through these EVPs is you read what it says before it's presented to you. So someone will say, this EVP says, I want you gone. Right. So then you hear the EVP and without even hearing it, you're, you're listening for, I want you to be gone. Mm. And then you hear it. It's like, and you're like, oh, I heard it. I fucking heard it, dude. I, heard it. I want you gone. 
More on that here in a second. The words may be in any language, and they can even be in a combination of languages called polyglot. Sometimes the voice answers questions or addresses the researcher directly. It may call the person by name or mention something very personal to the researcher. Sometimes the voice sounds as though it is singing, which you wouldn't want that from me if I was the ghost doing the singing. (laughs) Researchers categorize recordings based on their audibility. Class A voices are very clear and easily understandable, which is what mostly will be presented in this episode. Class B voices are fairly loud and clear and are sometimes audible without headphones. Class C voices are very soft and often indecipherable in terms of EVPs. So, Class A, Class B, those are the good ones. Class C, that's just, you know, you're grasping at straws because you can't tell the people their house is haunted. Right. Found some stuff you think might be a ghost. Probably not a ghost. Probably just some inconsistencies there in your recording equipment. (laughs) Nonetheless, Jennifer Lauer, no relation to Matt Lauer, the guy that fucks all the people and rapes (laughs) them and all that stuff, director and founder of the Southern Wisconsin Paranormal Research Group, or as we like to call it here at the Barahio Podcast, the Swip is called on regular... <laughs> it's called, they, all, they all try and arrange it to make it some kind of taps and you know, all that kind of stuff like that. They say the group is called on regularly by companies and homeowners to document paranormal activity. She describes the recording process her team uses. We'll go out to the location and we'll interview the witnesses and find out what is going on what they're seeing, and what they're hearing. We'll also take equipment readings to make sure what they're sensing isn't an electromagnetic field or radio waves. We record EVP in two different ways, depending on what type of haunting it seems to be. EVP can be a residual type of energy. It can be a clip that happened at one time and replays itself like a movie. If it's a residual haunting, we let the tape recorder go in the room to see if we pick up anything. With an, intel, uh, an intelligent haunting, I definitely wouldn't be involved in that. <laughs> Meaning that an actual spirit is present, we would ask questions because we would, we would want to get answers. We sit down in a group of four to six people. We put the tape recorder in a central location between all of us. We proceed to one by one ask a question to whatever is in the room. After our question, we leave about 20 seconds of air time for the, uh, for the question to be answered and then the next person will ask a question. There are many different theories of what EVPs actually are. Like we cited a moment ago, it can oftentimes be discrepancies in your recording equipment. Did you lay a cell phone on the microphone wire, which we've done here before in the Bro Eye Studios? <laughs> Fucking Jerry Pauly's like, I can't get goddamn country music. Quit playing up a podcast. I was like, because you live in Kentucky, you fucking idiot. <laughs> I remember a few months ago, he was having, this is about a year ago, two years ago, and he was having problems with his recording equipment. Ever, he, it was oh, like yeah, it was constant, picking up constant country music. Yeah, it was picking was, up radio stations. I remember I, that. And I'm telling him, like, you got to buy shielded cables, get a <laughs> fucking surge protect. I'm trying to help him out with all this stuff. Yeah. It never dawned on me he's recording in Kentucky. The shit just fucking <laughs> plays no matter where you're at. You only have to have a radio on. You can just hear it floating in there. It just comes with the wind. It does. (laughs) I swear. What the? It's like a car driving by with its window down. That's (laughs) what it is. So, yeah, go check out. uh, If you guys are into country music, go check out Hillbilly Horror (laughs) Stories. They're really good. at. They can educate you about ghosts, and they can play some country music for you. (laughs) 
stellar people. No better, no better two in the entire world. A lot of skeptics think that, like we said, it's just discrepancies there in the recording equipment. Some believe it's uh, whomever is deciding what the EVP says. It's just their overall desire to hear something oftentimes. That's kind of what I side with. But then a lot of these EVPs and a lot of these ghost voices that we're we're going to play for you, they're very distinct. Mm-hmm. There's no thinking this is something else or this was coming from someplace else. Right. I did get a couple hokey ones that I said, mm. one of our good friends of the show and a former coworker, Matt, uh, Matt Steelwell, he was part of a paranormal society, and there was a couple in there. And they were so real that they sounded fake. But we'll still, we'll still, I, he would never steer me in the direction to give me something that was not authentic. So we're definitely going to check those out. And there are some pretty crazy ones that he presented. And we had a lot of people reach out that sent us EVPs. Okay. We have a lot of people in our Brohio Nation, which uh, I was just checking our. Uh, tracking service earlier today mm-hmm. and we're at over we're at over 200,000 sub like unique subscribers. Oh, huh, cool. So there have 200,000 <clears throat> over 200,000 people. Nice. That uniquely download the Brohio pod- podcast every time it comes out. That fucking wild or what, dude? That is wild. What the fuck is going on here? I have no idea what's going on. That's a, that's an episode or We keep on throwing shit against the well it's it tracks downloads and it tracks unique subscribers. Uh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. So I'll say I haven't checked it in a minute, so says we have two hundred over two hundred thousand unique subscribers. Hell yeah. I don't know if that's one person with multiple personalities <laughs> or how that works. But I know uh, that all too well. Pat on our back for sitting here in this stinky fucking basement and <laughs> <laughs> making shit that sticks to the wall. Feet away from the shit box. Oh yeah. One of our favorite places to go in the history of the world. Is coast to coast oh, AM, yes. and any time our research takes us there, we're happy boys. Yeah, we love our bill. And any time that we get to play creepy, eerie sounds for you guys, we're happy boys as well. Mm-hmm. And any time we get to sixty nine each other, we're very oh, we're happy, real happy, very happy boys as well. This first recording that we have comes by way of Art Bell on the coast to coast AM. Pod or Coast to Coast AM radio, radio show. It is an FM radio show that's been going on for decades. Art Bell has passed away and it's since been taken over by George Nuri. But in this episode, they set it up a little bit. This is about five minutes long, so you know, this is what you came here. This is what you came here for. This is the fucking meat and potatoes of the episode. They're talking to a paranormal research group. They're going into uh, an exchange building, and in this exchange building, they hear what sounds like a woman or a child drowning, huh. and it's very distinct, and they, they really play it up, so here it is. To the mental hospital, this is going to be disturbing. Tune out if this kind of thing disturbs you. It, it might, so this first one is going to require some special attention, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, Tell me about it. This one is easily the oddest recording that we have ever recorded, um, even ever heard. Uh, It's just so different from anything we've played. Why? The length of it, for one, um, it's almost two minutes long. Oh, my... 
This guy's definitely from Indiana because he sounds just like just, Justin Rimmel. <laughs> Maybe it is him. And at the time this was recorded, nobody was was in the room. Um, what had happened is I had been recording at the upper level of this uh, mental hospital for a while. Right. And, uh, my battery started going low on my laptop. Right. So I moved the laptop downstairs into this room that was way off at the very end of the building and mm -hmm. uh, plugged it in and set it on a shelf and just let it sit there and record. And after I did that, uh, I started I started walking out of the room and went outside, and everybody else had followed us out there, and everybody was sitting at, outside at the time this was recorded. And it sat there silent for about seven minutes. And then all of a sudden, after about seven minutes, you hear what can only be described as a child, and... Followed by the child, you hear an older man, and then the child again, and the child keeps going on and on. This was recorded again in a completely empty room. Yes. And yes, there's, there's, no, there's room. no chance that um, conversation going on outside that room by any of you or anybody else could have been what we're about to hear. Oh, no. No, definitely. And uh, for one, it is, to me, definitely a child. Um, there's no question that you had no children anywhere near. We never have children. Any we we don't allow anyone under the age of 18 anywhere near our investigations. Um, the other odd thing is, for about 15 to 20 seconds at the end of this recording, you hear water and you hear it splashing and splashing back and forth and, and almost a thrashing sound, and then yeah. you're going to hear a thud and the sound just dies. The entire, you hear nothing else after that. In fact, the next thing you'd hear is me coming in to, to pick up the laptop and move it. Uh, we didn't include that on this clip, obviously, but... How do you interpret that splashing and thrashing? To me, listening to this over and over and over again, and, and this is what really bothers me, I, Barbara and I and the rest of the GIS had a big debate <clears throat> on whether this should even be included in the show, because I, I thought it was almost too disturbing to to play. Um, but to me, it sounds like what you're hearing is a kid saying, help me, I can't breathe, I couldn't breathe. And a child drowning is what you think? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I can't take it any other way. And, you know, we've played this for quite a few people that aren't in our group, uh, that don't normally listen to EVP. Yes. Um, didn't tell them what they were going to be listening for other than everything you hear in this clip should not have been there at the time. And they all come up with the same conclusion, that this sounds like a child being murdered. Um, oh, my God. All right. Uh, anything else we should know before I play it? Um, about the only other thing you should know is that you will hear water in this clip being thrashed around. And really? There was absolutely no water in this building. The water, I mean, this building hasn't had water for over 20 years. I mean, it doesn't have water running to it, period. All right, let's let everybody decide for themselves. Here it is. Did you hear that? It sounds like, help me, help me. Go back a little. Go bit. back. Yeah, I could hear it, but I couldn't couldn't make it out. It's like a distant echo almost, but it sounds like it's saying, "Help me, help me." Okay. 
Do you hear the guy's voice right there? I heard it sound like a burp. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a guy like... Oh. That sound like some kind of struggle. Definitely. Right yeah. Isn't that fucking wild? I don't like it. Sounds like someone's getting drowned for sure. <clears throat> and that's from uh, Coast to Coast AM that was presented Saturday, April 2nd, 2005. So that's been over 15 years ago now. And it is a beautiful day, guys, because sports are back. Oh, I've been waiting for this day since March. It's been a long, long time, guys. My bookie is a home run, slam dunk, triple overtime, game-winning shot all wrapped up in one. Nicolicious loves it. You'll love it, and that should be all you need to hear in order to start betting today. My bookie has up-to-minute odds on all your favorite teams, and with the start of Major League Baseball just around the corner, actually, it's already started, there's never been a hotter time to start playing with my bookie. It's easy. You bet, you win, you get paid Nothing screams super fan like betting on your own team. So go ahead, pony up some money, bet on your squad. But why stop there? Why stop at baseball? Smart bettors are always looking towards the future. And in this case, that means basketball, hockey, and football. My bookie is already accepting bets on all your favorite NBA, NHL, and NFL games. There's never been a better time to start exploring the world of online sports betting. Join today, and my bookie will match your deposit one. 100% guys, plus they'll toss you a free $10 MLB future wager. All you got to do is enter the promo code BROHIO when signing up. Remember, they're going to give you 100% of your deposit. That means you use $100, they're going to give you $100. Remember, mybookie.ag, the terms are simple. You bet, you win, they pay. Our friends and sponsors at Raycon have absolutely changed my life. This past week, they sent us a pair of of the E25 earbuds, and I use them at work. I like to wear one earbud in, leave one on the charger. It's lasted me the entire week. I haven't had a charger, and these things are absolutely low profile. They're changing the game. Whether you're at home, on the go, listening to your music, not the schlub down the streets music, Raycon is the perfect choice for earbuds. And before you go drop hundreds of dollars on some other brand, you have to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. They're half the price of competitors, and they perform 10 times better, and that's my own personal Nicolicious word on that one. Their newest model, the Everyday E25 earbuds, are their best ones yet with six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, and a more compact design that gives you a nice noise-isolating fit. And these are by far the most sleek, stylish, and compact earbuds in the market, and I've tried them all, believe me. 
And you heard me say the company is founded by my friend Ray J, but celebrities like Snoop Dogg and Cardi B are all raving. They're all obsessed with Raycon earbuds. And now's your chance to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. You're going to get 15% off. Just go to buyraycon.com slash brohio. That's buyraycon, R-A-Y-C-O-N.com slash brohio. They're going to give you 15% off. You're going to be spending a lot less than $100 on earbuds that are worth hundreds of dollars, guys. Buyraycon.com slash brohio. Um, one other, so we had a couple different people reach out. This was our friend Savannah. She sent an email that says, Hey, this sound was caught on Carpenter road in Beaver Creek, Ohio, which I've heard is very haunted before. I've read about that before after the, in the video, after you, after you hear, Oh my God, I hear a woman saying, sorry, sorry. This was from the same night that I got three scratches on my stomach and there was a handprint in the words, Please leave me, written out on the dust on the outside back window of the truck. At the time, there was stuff all in the bed of the truck, and no one would even be able to walk back there to get it. We also used to see tall, dark shadow figures and feel a heavy sense of being watched while walking there. Thanks, guys. Keep doing what you're doing, Savannah. And then, I mean, for the sake of Savannah, why fucking even bother going there if you're seeing (laughs) shit like that, like dark figures, you know... Let's not fucking do that. But after, in this video right here, you're going to hear, um, he says, oh my God. And it sounds like you hear someone say, sorry, sorry. I don't sound like a man. It's really, really quiet. I it's heard it. really, really quiet. And, and I, I didn't say this at the beginning of this episode, but this episode is best consumed on headphones this mm-hmm. week. You can hear a very, very faint sorry, sorry after mm-hmm. he says, oh, my God. It sounds like because you hear what it sounds like a radio almost. And then after the radio, you hear sorry, sorry. I don't sound like a man. Yeah, it's very faint. Yeah, I'll try and boost that up there after the show so we can make sure you guys hear that pretty well. But I definitely hear something there at the tail end of that EVP. I guess, sorry, sorry. Oh, I don't like that one bit. I'm not trying to do any of this stuff. There's a huge part of me that so badly wants to uh, do ghost hunting and paranormal investigations. Right. But all the shit that I've talked, all the stuff that I've said, I feel like once I open myself up to something like that, they're going to be like, you're stuck. That's our, now <laughs> it's our turn to get the fat boy. <laughs> now we're going to get him. He's wide open. He's not eating. This next one comes from our friend Jeff. He says that my name is Jeff. I'm not going to use any last names here in case these people have warrants or anything, which they they might. He said, I ran a paranormal group in Westchester County, New York. This was from an investigation we did at the restaurant called the Candlelight Inn in Scarsdale, New York. There's three of us investigating and none of us whisper. The whisper is the EVP saying, please leave. I thought you might enjoy it for the show. Love listening to the podcast. I hope you use it. If you have any questions about it, feel free to email email me. So let's see if we can hear this one talking about. 
Phones are out of your life. What's today's date? Today? Everything's well, constantly dropping right now. It's a good sun. It knows it's here. Oh my god. <laughs> Did you hear it? Do it again, yeah. Is yeah. It, please leave. Yeah, I definitely heard that. It knows it's here. It knows we're here. Leave. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Jeffy boy, get the fuck out of there. If you're still if you're still there, <laughs> you need to get out. There's fucking Schmeagles in there with you and get the hell out. Please leave. <laughs> oh, I don't like it. No. Not that black pearls jumbo owls over. Black pearls and jumbo owls. What the fuck were those guys doing? <laughs> Yeah, dude, that thing clears day. He said, "Peace, leave." We're here. We're leave. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> These people are like, yeah, I fucking hunt ghosts. <laughs> What's what? Like that's what I sound like when my kids try to come into my bed at like midnight and I'm sleeping. <laughs> Please leave. Yeah, I need some water. Baby water. Please bring me water. SpongeBob. <laughs> that's why. Uh, <laughs> People like you and I that investigate, that just would go out casually investigate ghosts and demons and shit. That's why we don't need to do it because of shit like that that you don't hear. <laughs> yep. It's fucking flying all around your head. Ugh. And you don't hear it till after the fact. There's stuff there asking you to get the fuck out. And you're still just like, no, I'm going to keep on maintaining my fucking. Oh, yeah. Keep on plugging through. And he's just in the corner trying to rip one off, trying to jerk <laughs> off. Please leave, please leave, please leave. This next one is from uh, Ohio Exploration. Uh, this is the Exploration Society that our friend Matt Steelwell used to work for. Okay. And he has a whole entire list of shit. He said, for my money, I would check out the Haydenville Tunnel, which the uh, Haydenville Tunnel is in It's in Ohio somewhere, but they... There, I believe they lost a lot of people. A lot of people died while building the tunnel. So they say okay. that the tunnel is haunted still to this day because of all of the men that perished while building the tunnel. This first one says, and this is the one that I thought was kind of hokey to me. It sounds like movie audio piped in, but huh, okay. I don't think he would steer me in the direction of giving me fake shit. And this is an awfully done up website. This is really fancy here. So it says... You hear a woman's voice say, no, not that tunnel. But it sounds like Dorothy from fucking Wizard of Oz. Wait, no, that was... <laughs> wait a second. That was the one I meant to play second. This one's a really fucking scary one that I don't like at all. Yeah, I don't like that at all. That's... What the fuck is that? It's someone that's all boogered up and upset. And they're saying, no, not that tunnel. Or whatever... <laughs> yeah, that's some wicked witch shit right there. Uh, and here's the one I was talking about. I saw two, man. I saw two. Yeah. What did you not see? It's you hear in the background. It sounds like she's saying, "Why don't you find me?" Like they're looking for something, but this woman or this girl that is gone wants them to find her. I'm gonna play it. Again. I saw two, man. I saw two. Yeah. What did you not see? You hear it back there at mm-hmm. the tail end. Yep. And I don't know about any of these other ones. Let's see. There was one incident where someone's arm kept getting touched. 
And this allegedly has some creepy audio that was kind of going along with the same point that this person reported their arm was uh, suffering some from some strange touching. I hear it. He's like, kind of back there making some kind of noise. I hear some kind of indistinct growl for sure going on right there. But they have all kinds of stuff that you guys can go check out at ohioexploration.com. And thank you to our friend Matt, good friend of the show. He's been on here a couple times. Thank you, sir. This next one comes from a longtime listener, Nick Ferrigno. He's really good at doing deep fakes where he (laughs) photoshops pictures of me and Rob's face on dicks and all kinds of stuff like that. But Nick has a bit of a paranormal side as well. He isn't just an avid uh, dick photoshopper. He does some paranormal hunting in his spare time. This one comes from the Waverly Hills Sanatorium, and this was uh, captured in March of 2011. We did an episode on the Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Uh Just a place full of, of misery, evil, sheer fucking shit man just the worst of the worst mistreated people uh, crazy place all kinds of wicked stuff that you would expect at a sanatorium happen there and in his video here let me I have to fast forward through it a, through it a little bit he says he says this recorder was placed on the first floor in the morgue the floor was vacant at this time or was it And just to set the scene a little bit more, there this is a fucking empty morgue in a, at an <laughs> empty sanatorium. Mm-hmm. So, so it's like screams. Yeah. It sounds like a donkey's getting fucked for a second. <laughs> and then you really hear some screams. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Kind of spoopy. And this next one says this EVP was on the third floor. Second of our investigators, uh, two of our investigators, Mary and Rob, were walking when suddenly a force of energy manifests itself and can clearly be heard in this audio. And I listened to this one, and I went, oh, God. I grabbed my wiener a little bit. It scared me a little bit. But it sounds like they are in a room, and something diabolical, something wicked swoops into the fucking room. It's like, like a fucking triceratops bursts through the window. It is, it is chilling, so we're going to play that. And they hear Holy it. Holy shit. That's what I forgot <clears throat> to tell you. Okay. The people in the room <laughs> fucking heard it, dude. Yeah. It wasn't just, um, it wasn't picked up in post-processing. The, the, the paranormal investigators in the room hear this thing swoop in. Whatever the fuck it is. So I'm going to play that again. Whoa. Oh. 
there would have been so much pudding in my underwear yeah, after that. Definitely. Someone would be like, all right, time for a snack break. I'm like, yeah, time for a fucking underwear shakeout because I just pooped my pants for sure. Ooh. In this EVP on the first floor, Mary asks, are you a woman? If you listen closely afterwards, you can hear a... What is it? Okay. I don't know what you can hear. Okay. Can you tell us what your name is, please? Okay, so this is one of those ones where he's trying to interpret what is said. Okay. He thinks the ghost is saying Sharon, Dick, and Bob. <laughs> Not a very intimidating name okay. for fuck. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What your name is, please. Sharon, Dick, and Bob. <laughs> Or what if he just miss he misheard it and it's saying Sharon wants some dick and cock because <laughs> ghosts have needs too. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every ghost wants a nice cold six incher shoved inside of him. Me as a ghost. <laughs> Sharon, dick and Bob. <laughs> this EVP was captured using the spirit box. See if you can decipher what it's saying. Okay. that said hmm. finally in this last evp captured in the cafeteria we must have been communicating with someone who died while at the waverly hill sanatorium did you die here oh that sounded like that's like shit <laughs> <laughs> shit you got me shit so thanks to our friend nick for submitting those uh, audio clips from waverly hills yeah thank you sir this next one's a good one i found while scouring the interwebs it comes from nj.com which i'm assuming is new jersey the Emlyn Psychic, I think it's it's spelled P-H-Y-S-I-C-K. The Emian Psychic Estate in Cape May is rumored to have its share of hauntings, ghost sightings, and paranormal activity. In this audio recording provided by the museum's management, a recording made in one of the 18 rooms in the mansion captured the disembodied voice of a child. Uh, it sounds like the child is saying, it's mine. That's an ad, which, uh, <laughs> sorry, folks, I got to go through here and uh, switch. I know I say this every single fucking time I use YouTube on this fucking show. I have YouTube premium. <laughs> I pay for that shit, okay? So here is the the disembodied voice, the child saying, it's mine. A phantom voice was caught in an audio recording in Cape May's 1879 mansion. Recorded in the bedroom of Emlyn Sissick Jr., you'll hear marbles falling and then a child say, it's mine. Okay. Wow. Well, oh, wow. Well, you can definitely hear something like a little oh, yeah. kid squeak right there. Wow. Well, 
This don't sound like marbles. That sounds like he's got a, getting fucking shot with a machine gun. Sounds like clapping to me. It sounds like the, not marbles, but the shooters, the bigger ones. Oh, uh, yeah. When I was a kid, <clears throat> I used to lay on my back, and I would try and get about six or seven of those shooters up my ass. <laughs> and then I would call my brothers uh, up to my bedroom in the attic. And then when they would turn the corner to go up the steps into my room, I would shoot all those shooters out of my ass, covered in shit and lube, all the stuff that I would shove up my ass. Well, some you know, shit was already in my ass. I didn't have to put... Very rare, rarely would I have to put poop back in my ass for any kind of reason at all, Rob Dog. Right. But in this instance, normally my ass was shitty enough to where when I put the shooters back up in my ass, well, I didn't put them back. Just there was only one time going in. Oh, okay. They would just get shit on them, and then I would shoot the shooters out of my butt down the steps. And it's like home. I felt like Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone when they come running up the steps. They'd be slipping in the little shit covered shooters, marbles, giant marbles. Perfect, man. Yeah. You know what that taught me? That taught me my fucking brothers are not mentally as strong as me. They're <laughs> they're weakling. They're weak. They uh, you alpha them. I did. And then my brother he stopped me. Said, "Are these marbles covered in shit?" And I said, "It doesn't fucking matter what it is. You didn't make it up here, did you? You're not the king of the you're not the king of the the mountain right now, are you?" This next one, uh, I'm gonna give credit to American Paranormal Research Association. They were investigating Linda Linda Vista Community Hospital in California. The hospital itself was opened up in the early 1900s. Uh, it kind of went through a phase where a lot of bad houses and a bad neighborhood started to surround it, which made the hospital itself suffer pretty badly. They got really poor employees, and the people there at the hospital were just not fucking being taken care of at all, which always makes for a good ghost story. Always. Every I single time. eight feet off my bed because my fucking bedpan hadn't been emptied out in three weeks. I could kiss the ceiling. I was covered in poop marbles, and I couldn't get back down to Poop Mountain. The hospital itself closed in 1991 due to, um, you know, just poor management, mistreatment of patients. But once it did close, there were a lot of stories that came out about how poorly these people were actually treated at uh, Linda Vista Community Hospital. Now, uh, people that investigate this place present day say there are three spirits that inhabit the property there's an uh an orderly that still walks the hallways and there's also a little girl that walks the hallways and cries and there's a young woman that paces the hallways by herself this evp was taken from somewhere in the basement of the hospital but the voice in the evp can be heard saying we're not dead oh okay <laughs> great it's fucking good <laughs> How are you associated with the hospital? You oh, re- yeah. It's a really creepy whisper right there, but you hear him say, I'm not dead. <laughs> associated with the hospital. How are you associated with the hospital? That's pretty fucking Ooh. creepy, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty, pretty blatant. Oh, what the fuck are you then? <laughs> you better start paying rent, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. The next one comes from uh, the Cafe Sports Pub. This is in Greater Manchester, which I don't think is in America. I think definitely this is not. Overseas. The the pub used to be an auditorium of sites uh, of, of sorts. It could seat up to nine hundred people. 
It then turned into a club called the Roxy, I do believe. Oh, okay. And it went through different, and then it turned into a fucking skateboard park. So it's haunted by a bunch of fucking kids with mascara and <laughs> fucking vans, shoes, and shit. But now, present day, it's the Cafe Sports Pub. Noises from inside the cellar are heard by people that work inside the, the pub. They also say there are many shadows that just violently move about the property. Hmm. There's a mysterious man that hangs out at the end of the bar. There's uh, moving objects, and there's things that move all by themselves, including tables that have been said to levitate across the property. In 2011, uh, this ghost hunting group, they heard someone, they heard an, an, an audible, I'm not done here. Okay. And they didn't hear it. At the time of recording, they heard it and post-processing everything. Oh, yeah. But it sounds like they're hearing something say, I'm not done here. <laughs> okay. Okay, you ready? This is really it this time, Rob. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. That was aggressive. That made my fucking hair on my neck stand up, dude. So I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't either. This is pretty, this one's pretty clear. I didn't like that. I'm going to play it again. This is fucking creepy, dude. Dude, it sounds like that thing is right up in the fucking ear. Oh, no. That was aggressive. You gotta let him do his thing. Yeah. Don't slow him down. <laughs> Just open up your booty hole. He knows what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> I usually say quite the opposite to my wife. I'm like, I'm done here. <laughs> I know you were thinking you were going to get a lot more, but I'm done here. I read a meme that said, uh, I think Rimmel posted, it says, if a guy puts it in you and he says, oh, fuck, as soon as he puts it in, Game over. prepare for the best 36 seconds of your life. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> if God wanted us to last longer, he would have made women's vaginas dry, not wet. Yep. Not that wet, wet stuff. Yep, don't blame it on us. He, yeah. This it's, is, your, it's your girl's right. fault. Why'd you make me do this? <laughs> Oh man, I wear my. I make my wife wear a uh, Bob Ross mask when we have sex. <laughs> she holds a paintbrush. It really helps me last longer. It works pretty good for both of us. She gets that, that to. Set uh, me off. She's really into Pinterest and shit, so she gets to do that side of her stuff, and I get to <laughs> pretend I'm having sex with a sixty-year-old um, PBS painter. Kid walks in. It's just a happy little accident. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> little trees, little trees over there. <laughs> Why don't you close that little door when you're all done here so I can finish making you a sister? Oh, put these little mounds and deers here in the distance. Well, I think everybody's dressed up as him at least once for Halloween. Yeah. I have. Him and Dog the Bounty Hunter. I had a really good Dog the Bounty Hunter costume one year. I got really drunk after that one. Dog. And I ripped a fucking bush out of the ground and threw it four stories up. We <laughs> were an apartment complex. <laughs> Uh, poor apartment building. You know, I was with Roy. He yeah. was Roy always got the worst into my shit, dude. <laughs> Some maintenance guy's probably like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> so, and I was like, "Let's just 
ready to go. I was I was wearing a bulletproof vest with no shirt underneath of it. <laughs> That's very dog-ass. And I said, I'm going to rip this fucking bush out of the ground. Roy was always like, when I got really drunk, Roy would turn to my dad and he would be like, no, you're fucking not. <laughs> and I said, I'm going to rip this goddamn bush out of the ground. And he said, get in the fucking car. So I proceeded to rip the bush out of the ground. And uh, there was an old lady upstairs, like four stories above us smoking. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, my God. And I took the fucking bush. And she was smoking on her balcony of the apartment. And I threw that motherfucker up there. First try, I got the land on her balcony. Went her up there. And Roy's like, we're going to get in trouble now, you dickhead. I said, they're not going to be able to dust that thing for fingerprints. I was thinking really... Fr- I was- you like they're going to bring out the yeah. crime lab? <laughs> what do you look like, man? Well, he was about 80 pounds overweight, and he, was- he had a fucking mullet and a bulletproof vest. <laughs> and he had feathers in his hair. That's so good. And he kept calling everybody bra and asking for ice. <laughs> the perfect time to commit uh, an uprooting of a bush. Ma'am, so you're trying to tell me some fat guy dressed his dog, the bounty hunter, ripped a bush out of the ground downstairs and threw it up here four stories while you were smoking one of your Newports. Yeah, that's what happened. Very likely story. I think I'm thinking about that now. I'm like, yeah, that was a perfect fucking crime. People, right, exactly. People oftentimes ask about the perfect crime. That there was you the, go. That was the perfect crime. Yep. And in protest, I got in this car in the front seat. He told me to get in the back seat because he thought I was going to puke, but I said, no, I'm fucking fine, dude. <laughs> And I got in the front seat and I rode upside down. So I put my oh my god! I put my legs around the headrest and I had my head in the floorboard. And I still put the seatbelt on. You're supposed to like do whatever you can to assure you don't throw up. You're doing the complete opposite. God, he had all the reason in the entire world to euthanize me, and he never did it. He's such a sweet soul. That's great. What a sweet, sweet soul. This next one comes from one of our favorite places, Athens Lunatic Asylum, yes. aka the Ridges, here in Athens, Ohio. It's, it's said to be one of the most haunted places in all the United States. Oh, it's yeah. a paranormal hotspot, buddy. It used to be a lunatic asylum. One of the, um, it used to be a tuberculosis ward. Overcrowding was a huge problem there. There were, everyone was getting poor care. They would do things such as shock therapy, water therapy, which is where you hold someone's nose and you piss in their mouth, <laughs> uh, transorbital lobotomies. There's said to be a woman that still walks the halls there named Mary, and she's quite, uh, she's not Mary Mary, quite contrary. She's more like Mary Mary, you're pretty fucking scary. And she's uh, moving up and down the hallways there, scaring the shit out of people. A lot of people claim that while uh, they'll see their reflection and broken mirrors and broken windows there oftentimes they'll see a woman standing behind them yes. and when they turn around there's nothing there but one of the most infamous stories is the story of a young lady that was playing hide and go seek with some of the other people at the asylum she hit a little too well <laughs> they never found never her never found her this was this is when they were emptying it out yeah they were, she had a i think the autopsy said she had a, a heart crisis of some type she had been dead for a very long time, but the stain she left behind, they can't get rid of. So to this day, there's a stain in the shape of a woman with thick-ass hips that's still there at the Athens Lunatic Asylum or the Ridges. So oh, good. you can break in and go look at that if you want. You can dry hump it if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Just please keep your pants on. I would recommend dressing up like Dog the Bounty Hunter before you go. <laughs> In this EVP, there uh, we're in one of the padded rooms nice. at the Athens Lunatic Asylum, and they can hear a man screaming. I think they say 
I'm not sure. Let's just listen to <laughs> sure. it. Sure. Yeah, some of it. I was hoping we would get one that was just like that. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't even that. (laughs) (laughs) An old man. He was just trying to get out of his damn walker or get out of his damn uh, rocking chair. I was reading about solid stool the other day. Yeah. And how that's a problem for old people that you take really hard shits. Oh, dude, I don't don't want that to happen to me. (laughs) And this sounds like someone suffering from hard shits. Because my wife, uh, her grandpa's going through that stuff, and she's talking about him having fucking hard-ass poop. <laughs> and I said, well, you just got to butter, seems to help me. <laughs> yeah. why, why give him some fucking White Castle? But in this EVB recording, it sounds like an old man that's possibly... <laughs> <laughs> this is the sound my dad used to make before he would fart in the mornings <laughs> before school. He'd be like, ah! <laughs> Let's play it again. Yeah, some of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was so not happy. <laughs> Maybe he came. I don't know, dude. <laughs> I love it though. It's good. Yeah, some of it. Yeah, some of it. Man, I would have been pissed that I didn't hear that like the first time it happened. Oh my god, I can't stop laughing. <laughs> he definitely got his ball stuck in a zipper. <laughs> he just sat on one of them. <laughs> That's nut. Old people have long balls, right? <laughs> oh, I have this reoccurring nightmare where sometimes I like kind of move on the toilet seat to readjust myself. Mm-hmm. I worry about my nuts sliding up in between the toilet seat oh, and the porcelain and then dude, being, like. Me putting full weight down on the toilet seat with my nuts in between it. Yeah. And I think that's what this guy's dealing with right here for sure. Some of it. That's so good. I like it. I like it a lot. That's not scary at all. That would have been funny. I would have <laughs> laughed if I was there. <laughs> oh, and this could this this could be a definite a definite topic for, for one of our episodes. The Hellfire Club in Dublin. Apparently, there's all kinds of fucking wild shit that's happened there. <laughs> With a name like that, who would have ever thought that? Mont, it's in uh, Mount Pellier, Pillier Hill. William Conley built it as a hunting lodge back okay. in the 1800s, I think. He used rocks from an ancient burial site. Oh, yeah, not a good <laughs> to idea, buddy. build the fucking building. <laughs> Way to go, Bill. It's since been overran by Satanists and more of like, it's kind of got like a Bohemian Grove, Pizzagate vibe to it where they do all these sacrificial things with animals, possibly kids. There's a story of a farmer's daughter that was kidnapped. She was raped and cannibalized in the Hellfire Club building. They say that the group that goes there for the rituals they even uh unfortunately made a pact with satan of some type and then allows them some kind of super fucking strength (laughs) (laughs) i I love how anything that has history it's always like it was always occupied by satanists (laughs) like (laughs) they're not bad people they're really not the cackney paranormal investigative society or CAC, as we like to call them for short. <laughs> Good old CAC. Reports this EVP of where they hear whatever is in there say, <laughs> pretty simply, get out. Okay. Okay, we 
Oh, man. I wasn't expecting them to bump the audio <laughs> they, up on they, that. They definitely did bump the audio. <laughs> Get out. But okay. I thought I heard something before. Like a, I go, Yeah, I did too. We're going to play it again. They definitely jumped the gain up on that bad dude. That first one was scarier than that. Yeah. I yeah, I didn't, he said. I didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I got to close out some of these windows before my com- <laughs> computer starts taking a big old fucking shit poop. I think we're nearing the end, though. Yeah, we are. This next one comes from the Village Salon in Grain Cane, Louisiana. One of my most favorite places to visit down there in Louisiana. God, I hope this has a Cajun accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sounds like the dude just, from Waterboy. It's just a ghost going boogie, boogie, boogie. <laughs> <laughs> boogie, boogie, motherfuckers. <laughs> Gatos, run. Goddamn boy. Goddamn Everybody boy. Everybody know that. <laughs> Homie, where you manging? <laughs> That's cool, man. You like to see homos naked. <laughs> That's one of my favorite movies, will, dude. Yeah, one of my favorite movies ever. <laughs> so in <laughs> Village Salon, uh, Grand Cane, Louisiana, they're reporting here in a porter, guys. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, some moving items. They said they got the clothes hampers of uh, fl- fucking flipping over. <laughs> them tell me you do your fucking laundry. Yeah, wash the towels, bitch. <laughs> they report lots of electrical problems. That's they, Louisiana. They call the ghost Brenda. Okay. <laughs> Brenda's right. back. They report the sounds of marbles rolling across the ground. Hopefully they're poop free. <laughs> <laughs> In this EVP, it sounds like they hear someone say, I'm not crazy. <laughs> now, let me just say, if you have to say, I'm not crazy, you're fucking crazy. Boogie, boogie, mother. Boogie, boogie. Well, let's, let's listen to this. I'm not crazy. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That was really obvious. <laughs> That's fucking creepy as shit. Damn it, Brenda. She said, I'm not crazy. It's like nobody's even talking. She's like, I'm not crazy. You can hear the fucking crazy in her voice. <laughs> I she know. even sounds crazy while she's fucking dead. Yeah. yeah. I'm not crazy. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm not crazy. <laughs> oh, man. Booga, booga, booga. <laughs> Oogie boogie. <laughs> Who wants some beignets? Dude, beignets are the shit. I've never had them. Dude, they're so good. But on my list of things that I want so badly, I want to go to Louisiana for vacation, mm-hmm. for like New Orleans. On my food bucket list that I've never tried, uh, macaroons. Mm-hmm. Are those like the really macaroons. beautiful disc shaped? I think so. I, I get them. I see. I've only seen them in like the pastry aisle. I've never seen like uh, good ones. Yeah, they're fucking beautiful, dude. Let me see. Yeah, yeah. Ma- mac- uh, mac- they're like little cookies. Macaroons. Yeah, they're like little sandwich cookies. Mm-hmm. But then the ones I see called macaroons are like a like a tapered coconut. Yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe those are called macaroons. I don't know. But the the no these yeah these are macaroons. M a c a r o n s macaroons macarons. I don't know. I really want to taste these. I've never had them. I've never even seen them in person. They look fucking delicious. And then I want to try beignets oh, as dude, well. Beignets are so good. Whenever I was a kid, I kept on hearing my... I had an uncle that always talked about beignets because oh, he Lord. was in the military and he would try, and he had gone there a lot and he would always talk about the beignets. When I was like 10... 
This is the fucking dumbest story ever. <laughs> I can't wait. My mom, I was playing Little League Baseball, and I got some type of inflammation in my shoulder or something. And my mom's like, she asked my dad, she said, we have any Icy Hot? Because my dad played softball, mm-hmm. so he was always. And he's like, no, we, I, we got some Bengay in there. And my mom's like, okay, I'll put some Bengay on it. And I'm like, oh, I'm fucking excited. I heard my uncle talk about eating this shit for fucking ever, man. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> So she puts some Bengay on my shoulder, and it starts fucking, like, just, like, on fire. And I go to my room, sitting there on the bottom of my bunk bed. I'm like, man, this shit fucking hurts. What the fuck? Beignets suck. Why would you eat this shit? And I said, you know what? I was a true, I was a fat kid till death, dude. As soon as that bitch turned the corner, I went in the bathroom. I put slob on my finger and no, I put it right in my mouth. I swear to God, dude. Oh. I was retarded. Like, I was stupid. <laughs> I did some really dumb shit. This explains so much. I took a mouthful of Bengay. I'm, I'm like <laughs> squishing it between my teeth. I said, what the fuck is wrong with him? And then the, casually later that day, I asked my mom. I said, what's that stuff that, you know, what's that stuff that he used to talk about getting... And he wasn't really like, he was like a, someone they tell you you're, he's your uncle, but he's not really your okay, uncle. Yeah, One of yeah, those yeah. kind of uncles. Like a family friend. Yeah. And she's like, he's always talks about beignets. And I said, what was the stuff you put on my shoulder? <laughs> she said, Bengay. I said, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. I was pretty That makes sure, so much sense. I'm pretty sure I fucked that one up. <laughs> Mom. <laughs> oh, oh, that's so good. Bengay tastes like fire. <laughs> Hopefully Bengay tastes better than that. It tastes like burning. Yeah, I used to have this joke when I was a kid. I always tell people, and I would say, every time I say a medicine, you say 15 years. And I would say Tylenol, and they would say 15 years. And I'd say aspirin, and they would say 15 years. And I'd say Bengay, and they'd say 15 years. And I'd be like, <laughs> I knew it. Laugh and walk away. <laughs> My dad loved it when I did people with that. He'd be like, tell me your joke. Tell me your joke. Tell me your fucking gay joke. <laughs> and then he told me the one, how do you know if you're at a gay picnic? The hot dogs taste like shit. And everyone thought that joke was so funny. And I would tell people that joke and get huge laughs about it. And then we were at this cookout and there was a lot of people there that I didn't know. And there was this guy named Kurt that was there. And Kurt was standing next to me and he was getting drunk and he was cutting everybody up and making them laugh. I'm like, I got to fucking squeeze. I got to squeeze in here. I'm like, how do you know if you're at a gay picnic? And then he looks at me. He's like, I don't know how. And I said, hot dogs taste like shit. And then everybody got really quiet, started staring at me. Curly, I guess Kurt was really gay. (laughs) Kurt was really fucking big too, man. I was probably like 11 or 12. I went back to the club van out in the in front of the house, dude. I locked myself in there. I was I was trying to kill myself from the heat. But oh man, I can't believe he didn't even laugh. Oh, he laughed after the fact. He was trying to play hard, like while. But then he came back out. And I, he's like, open the door. And I opened the door. You thought you were about to get your ass beat. I was about to get my dick sucked for real for the first time. <laughs> I'm thinking, I got to fucking stand up for myself right here. And he looks at me, and then everyone was standing behind him kind of laughing. Yeah. And he just looks at me. And he didn't, he, you know, I, some, I don't even want to go there. But he looks at me, he's like, it's okay, sweetheart. And he didn't talk like that. He talked yeah. like he talked like he was a fucking alpha dog. Right. Know? And he said, it's okay, sweetheart. And I just, I got even more embarrassed and I shut the door. <laughs> I want to fucking fight him after that, but 
Apparently, my dad's like, you got to be careful who you tell that joke around. <laughs> now you tell me. <laughs> Not everyone knows about shitty hot dogs, son. <laughs> you fucking fat fuck. Oh, God. Oh, thanks for all the guidance, father. <laughs> this last one comes by way of Queen Mary, which is one of the most haunted ships or shits in the entire world, yeah. however you want to pronounce it. Queen Mary was built in the 1930s, and I do believe it's actually larger than the Titanic. It was a transport luxury liner at one point. It was a World War II ship at one point. It was shitty hot dog at one point. Um, John, there was a, a, a gentleman by the name of John Henry that was trampled on the ship and killed while fleeing from a fire. They oftentimes hear knocking and screamings coming from the engine room, which some, some say that is the, the ghost of John Henry. The pool area itself, they see a little uh, little dead person kind of kind of moving around down there. But at one point, there was a banister, a railing, on some steps that went down to the pool area, and a girl was sliding down the steps. The waves caused the uh, the Queen Mary to shift, and she was thrown from the ban- the banister and broke her neck and died on impact. Damn, little girl on the ship there. There was a cook that was murdered by troops on the ship during World War II. They didn't wow. like his cooking, and they said he cooked like shit. <laughs> so they placed him in the oven and burned him alive. Oh, my God. What a bunch of fucking assholes. Holy shit. This next one comes by way of American Paranormal Research Association. This uh, EVP was taken by the pool. This specific EVP, they could hear in real time. Okay. So this is much like the one from Nick Ferrigno where the angry whatever swoops into the room, and it says, (laughs) help us, is what they hear. Oh, yeah. yeah, It sounds like, help us. First it sounds like, first they hear, get out, and then they hear, help us. So they're saying that was get out. Okay. I didn't really hear it. I didn't either. Help us! Okay. Help us! Come close. But the cool thing about that is they were transverse. They were talking to this thing in real time. So That's was, pretty cool. Yeah, they were getting uh, back and forth with whatever this thing was. Let's play that again. I don't know. Okay. Come closer. Come closer. Come a little closer, baby. <laughs> so that's the story of the time I told a gay joke in front of a homosexual <laughs> male that could probably kick the ever-loving fuck out of me. <laughs> and since then, I've learned that it's not okay to do those kind of things. That everyone Definitely. deserves the same dignity and respect. But um, if you were there, you would have laughed at me. Oh man, I wish I would have been there, like just watching you from a distance. It was so sad. <laughs> oh gosh. So this all, all this stuff happened within a few years of my life. Like, eating the beignet because I thought I was eating beignets. The telling the hot dog tastes like shit joke. Those were really formidable years of my life that robbed me of. Yeah, I bet you. A lot. 
After that, I bet you never told that joke again. Oh, I still tell it all the time. <laughs> I mean, like as a kid, though. <laughs> yeah, as a kid, I quit telling it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm young. I'm like 10, yeah. 11, 12, maybe. And I would tell this joke. And as soon as my, would the, the sound hot dog would start to get to the end of my lips, my mom would just be like, oh, fuck. And she would walk <laughs> away because I'm like, I'm not big. I'm kind of, it's like your son. If he told that joke, you'd be like, God damn. <laughs> I'm that age yeah. telling that joke. And my dad just, get real, hell, buddy. <laughs> Man, I just, uh, I've done a lot of bad shit in my life. It's kind of molded, so me, stupid. molded me into what I am right now, unfortunately. Yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to get to a point where we're just going to have a two-hour episode of us apologizing for all the stuff that we've done in the <laughs> oh, past God. three years. That we've you might said. need longer than that. <clears throat> yeah. But I think we can I think we can make it happen, Rob. I, I believe in us. I think that this was a fun episode. You got a lot of creepy EVPs in here for <gasps> you. <laughs> you got to hear Rob's uh, great-great-grandpa... <laughs> Ed sitting on his nuts, <laughs> getting a nut stuck stuck between his butt cheeks, getting a nut stuck in his grundle. <laughs> grundle. I don't know what the fuck happened here. This is why we get bad reviews. People listen to us and they say, "What the fuck are they talking like, about? What did I just listen to? What in the ever loving butt fucking dog dick did I just listen to? <laughs> I'm so sick and tired. I've wasted my time on podcasts." Speaking of podcasts, did you hear that Post Malone and Joe Rogan I made one together? to every single bit of it. Post Malone is my fucking people. That he's is awesome, my dude. guy. He's every time he talks, I love him even more. He is so down to earth. Yeah, and he's just, friends with Zach Baggins, too, which kind of sucks, but... It's whatever. Yeah. He was on an episode of Ghost Hunters with him. I know, but I think if I was probably that famous, I could just call it and be like, Yeah. I want to go ghost hunting this weekend. Dude, they were so fucking high. <laughs> Yeah, all during They're the joke. tripping hard, yeah. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to how high they were. Yeah, they did almost a, almost a three to four hour podcast, and they were high on mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> Half of it, they're talking about ghosts and UFOs. and Yeah, my favorite part is like, what if Joe Rogan said, what if when aliens first meet each other, they just pee on each other? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, dude? I love it. Thing is, they may. We don't know. We don't know. And... That's what, and another thing that, so my mind, I can't really talk about it in depth, but my mind was expanded the other day. Okay. And my wife was talking about the sound, she's like talking about beeping sound. She's like, sound that makes beep, beep. And I started thinking about it. I'm like, you know, it's just a sound. We say it, we say it sounds like beep, beep to us. But it's just a fucking sound. Like it, mm-hmm. does, it doesn't even make the sound beep. It's just a, it's a, it's a tone in like a, you know, a flat, whatever. Mm-hmm. So when we say you know, it makes the sound beep beep, it doesn't really make the sound beep beep is a fucking word. It's not a sound. True. And I was, my mind was expanded at the time. I'm trying to. <laughs> you were like big brain for a I second. I was trying to figure this all the fuck out. And another, oh, t- my most favorite. The coolest thing to happen to me all this week, I forgot to fucking tell you about. Okay, this will take about five minutes. That's fine. I got it. Okay. So the other morning, I woke up, and you know, my alarm clock goes off at 1.45 a.m. It right. makes for a really shitty fucking day, no matter what, <laughs> how you slice the goddamn yeah, pie, okay? Yeah. 
if I take a shower the night before, I can usually put off waking up until two. And okay. If I need to take a shower. I got to get up by one fifty, or I'm going to be late. And my alarm clock went off, but you know when you're... Do you even set an alarm? Yeah, I do. I do. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if you knew what an alarm clock was. No, my, I naturally wake up around right around the time that I need to anyway, so okay. it's, it's I, nice. I call Rob at four o'clock on Sundays. He's like, hello. <laughs> That's usually my nap time. But hello. I'm usually... like I can't... like I wake up every day 7.30 and then I go back to bed if yeah. I can, but 7.30 every day. Okay. What happened is my alarm clock went off at 1.45. I didn't fully wake up. I started hearing the alarm clock in my dream. Okay. So then, in my dream, I start pep-talking myself. I tell myself, because in this dream, I think there's two of me. I say, all right, dude, you go get in the shower and start getting ready, and I'm going to keep on sleeping. Whenever you're done getting ready, come wake me up, and we'll go to work. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yeah. This was in my dream, and I thought I remember the stupid version of me, the shower guy. Mm-hmm. He's okay. I could take down. I could take a fucking shower. He's you after you've eaten Ben Gay. He's, yeah, he's been, the Ben Gay version. I've been of sucking on tubes of Ben Gay for fucking three days. I'm all fucking. I'm fucked up, dude. I got shitty hot dogs in the water. Yeah, uh, I tell him like, you go take a shower. Mm-hmm. I start talking to him like he's retarded, like he's my. <laughs> Speaking really slowly. When you're done in the shower, we'll meet in the living room. We'll go to work together. And he's like, okay, Nick. <laughs> so he goes and gets in the shower. And I just remembered the fucking peace that overcame my entire being. Just saying, I've done this every morning for the past five years. And I just feel it. I'm like, man, he's in there getting ready. He's going to be getting dressed soon, and all I got to do is meet him, and we're going to go. I finally wake up for real at like 2 o'clock, mm-hmm. and I remember I was so happy when I woke up. I set up out of the bed. I said, he's probably ready to go by now. <laughs> I was wide awake at this point, not dreaming, yeah. and I think to myself, he's probably ready by now. He's probably done. I didn't even hear him in the shower. <laughs> I was so fucking... I just thought I had solved all the world's problems. Man. And then I look down and like feel my nuts are all sticky. I'm like, oh my God, I need a fucking shower still. That wasn't real. No. Why, man? So that's why, and I thought about that all day. I was like, what if we could just send a fucking body double to go do things for us? What if you would have woken up and you were in the shower? Oh, dude, I'm fucking freak the fuck out. Fuck, dude. Why are you waking me up? <laughs> fucking water's just hitting you in the are face. Are you the retarded Nick or the fat one that's still in there? I don't know anymore. So that's kind of how my morning went down. It that's was awesome. Lot, it was a lot of fun. But, yeah. uh, you know, I was late for work. So I did take a shower, though, which those guys always appreciate when I do take a shower. I'm a, I have this reoccurring dream. Since we're talking about dreams, this is something that... I've been thinking about a lot lately just because something just happened. I have this reoccurring dream there that um, I'm driving either my work truck or just my car in general. And as I'm going down the freeway, my brakes go out and oh, I can't wow. I can't stop. That's scary. And it usually always happens when I'm coming off of the highway off like an off ramp and I have to like drive off Stir. to the side and I have to keep going yeah. and I can't stop. Oh, you're just rolling through town with no brakes. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm trying to let it coast, <laughs> but it always happens while I'm exiting the highway. Yeah. Um. So I'm at like max speed, and I'm like, "Fuck!" I'm like moving, <laughs> like just swerving to not hit cars and stuff. And 
uh, when was it? Friday. Friday, I have four stops that I have to make. The first one canceled. I had like the second one. I don't know what happened to it. It didn't end up happening. So I had some a uh, free time. Like I was like I didn't have another stop until I was like two o'clock, and it was like eleven o'clock at the nap time. Nap time. Yeah. So yeah. So I was like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna get some food. I'm gonna take a nap. It's gonna be great. So I go, I go to my first place that I always go to while I'm over there. It wasn't open yet, so I go to the next place over. I'm like, fuck, that sucks. And I'm sitting there, and I get my food, and I'm, I'm actually waiting at the window. And as I'm waiting at the window, I'm just holding the brake in, and all of a sudden, the brake hits the floor. Oh, my God. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so I go, to, I go to drive away after they give me my food. Fucking brakes don't work. Really? At all. So I'm like, I am so fucking glad because right afterwards I was going to be getting onto the, on Indian Ripple because I was over by the green, which is a really busy road and I was getting ready to get on 675. God, dude. (laughs) So if, if I wouldn't have went and got that food. Should have gone on the highway and like, this is what I fucking trained for, dude. (laughs) I've been training for this. Exactly. And I mean, I have this dream. I have the dream like at least once a week. Wow. And it always happens. It's, it's always like just the part, like I just only remember me trying to get off the exit and then I can't stop. And like, <laughs> it was crazy, man. Did you get the brakes back or what happened? Yeah, they put, I got it in a different truck. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Jeez, man. There was, I have the reoccurring dream, but it's always a baseball coming in my face. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> I wake up. That's never the brake, the brake shit. And every time I get in a fight in a dream, slow, my fucking fists are stuck in concrete. And they're sitting there just like, do, 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 yeah. peace in your ass. Yeah, what, wear my fucking fat ass out. You're sitting there, you're like, I know if this connects, it's going to hit so hard. I'm going to break your face. Dude, that happens every single... I think everybody has that dream, though. Yeah, it's pretty weird. I don't know what it is. pretty weird how that works. Yeah. We need a psychiatrist or something on here. That'd be sweet. I feel like we could probably get some pretty good interviews if we start branching out a little bit. Yeah. I mean, there's there's got to be... There's, I, I mean, there's a lot of people that have like. No doctors are going to want to talk to us. <laughs> I also have a dream always that my teeth are falling out. <laughs> we are from Northridge. So. <laughs> I think just because that would traumatize me so bad. It's like the only <laughs> the only good thing I have for me is my teeth. <laughs> ah, his teeth's a lot straighter than his wiener. <laughs> that's so yeah, that's that's always one of they fucking crumble out of my face, and I'm just like crying in a corner. That's when I've had pretty good luck with teeth. I mean, my mind are crook as shit, but I've never had cavities or anything. Oh, okay, yeah. Which makes it makes it really easy to floss having gap teeth. I will it's say true. that. I can yeah. really get up in there. But I have two impacted wisdom teeth right now. Oh dude, that's the worst. And they're starting to grow up and over yeah. my teeth and it's the most fucking I can hide an entire happy meal <laughs> in the pocket in my teeth back there. It's yeah, I'd have fucking disgusting. All mine pulled because two of mine grew in sideways and hooked under my jaw and all this shit. Yeah, yes, it I wasn't need, fun. I need to talk to you about that more here in a little bit. Yeah, it's not fun. Alright guys, thanks for sticking around for uh, about 60 minutes of bonus content there. There was about <laughs> nothing that had to do with the podcast. Nothing at all, just us talking shit. Yeah. So, join us next week. We're probably going to be back in a couple days. Yeah, we are really. I'm gonna really dig into that Eisenhower meeting the aliens. Fuck thing. yes, that's gonna be really cool. Nice. You know his uh, granddaughter, great granddaughter, Laura Eisenhower. Uh huh. She's very prevalent on the internet, yep. and she does a lot of work with alien stuff and UFO stuff. And we have a contact to get to her. Oh, that'd be great. So I might try and hit her up and see if she'll Finagle come on. an interview. Yeah, but she's <laughs> she's on the Alex Jones train. She's. Fuck yes. She's pretty wild, dude. We need she's wild she's people. she's fucking woke. Let's put it that way. She is wild, wild people are the most entertaining people. Woke as fuck. 
But thanks for joining us on the Brohio podcast this week. Yeah, Rob's got guys. some really encouraging messages for you, real quick. Uh! <laughs> That's good. That's it. Okay, all right. <laughs>